Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Come to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley, and joining me today, as always, is the one, the only, Mr. Darth Tuba. All right, sons, everybody. How are you doing today, John Mark? I am doing just good. We had a little Star Wars evening with me and my daughter, watched about the first half of Return of the Jedi with her. Um, so it's always fun. It's been super fun uh, going through this experience with with her for the first time of, well, not really the first time, but the first time where she's under, kind of understands what's going on um, right. with it. But uh, just watching her um, be just so enthralled with it and Especially uh, Jedi watching her, um, especially with the fight with um, on the the barge on Jabba's yeah. sail barge, and watching her go, oh, oh look out, look out! <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, yelling to Luke, you know, watch out behind you. Quite a bit of action in that film. My favorite, oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't like to say. People ask me what my favorite film is, and I and I tend to not. If it, so my answer is always the film I'm watching. That's yeah. my favorite. But I really do have a soft spot for yeah, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, Return of the Jedi. And I'm surprised you didn't notice uh, Luke's lightsaber, uh, that it was green. Oh, right. Yeah, that you know, she, he'd used the blue one before. Now he had a green one. And um, I remember which... that, like, it was. I was kind of disappointed. Not in the green. I love the emerald green saber. But I was spoiled from that seeing that because it was in the storybook which of course mm-hmm. came out early and mm-hmm. um there were a few things in there i think the ewoks were introduced in there as well mm-hmm. but but when i saw him flying around with a green saber i was like what you know it was it was uh it was awesome yeah. so i mean now, have you been... seen the deleted scene where you yeah. see him making his lightsaber that was i would that's i i understand why you know get, keep the story going but still that would have been something that would have been cool well, to see, I see him of, making it. I kind of wish that they put it in like one of the special edition re-releases, yeah. um, as as opposed to they pretty much it was a, it was a complete scene. You know, it wasn't yeah. even like it needed anything else to be done done to it. Yeah. So it would have been nice for them to do it. But I, you know, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess you really didn't need it. I guess you know, just kind of figuring out as everyone's. Yeah, yeah like you know, there was this. There's also a scene where. You see him on Tatooine, getting in on his X wing, you know, boarding his X wing to this, fly, like in a, like a sandstorm. Yes. He's getting on. Yeah, the only scene that uh, the only scene that the Falcon had to be built for, and they ended up ended up not using it. So uh-huh. They built the set well for the third movie, but then it ended up. So you never think about it. The Falcon is never actually in the movie. The set. It's only the. Uh, the, there's a there's a painting like a backdrop the matte painting yeah. yeah which i mean you can tell like watching it back you know you can oh, tell yeah. it's a matte painting you're like uh anyway we are not going to we're not redoing a redo of our look at return of the jedi no as good as that movie was uh no we are continuing our look at the women of star wars this time with the two female members of the ghost crew, Harrison Dula and Sabine Wren. Um, yep. Just, I mean, 
just an awesome pair, an awesome duo, like a two for one this this week. Yeah, and uh, some really great characters. And it's funny mm-hmm. because it it you know when you think about it, these are two characters that that only that a lot of Star Wars fans don't know unless they really dug in deep and and gotten into the um, Rebel, yeah Rebels Star and- Wars Rebels you know cartoon series, which I think a lot of people I, I you know they use the Clone Wars and or Rebels and now the Bad Batch as kind of a disconnect. They say, well. Mm-hmm. I just follow the movies. I don't want to see what's going on there. And which I, if for anybody that's, if anybody's listening that kind of falls into that uh, camp, I strongly suggest you give Star Wars, Clone Wars, and Rebels mm-hmm. a chance. And Rebels, um, it's a little, it's a little bit. I would say, just talk a little bit about Rebels itself. Uh, I think it was a little bit um, on. I, I don't want to say lesser budget. But you know the quality of animation. Yeah. Tell well, it was a, it was a, a different style of animation even then. Yes. It wasn't necessarily two D, but it wasn't like the full three. Not didn't seem like it was the full three D that Clone Wars was. Right. But um, you know, and, and you could use that as an excuse to not get into it. You know, if you watch the first few minutes of it, you go, ah, I don't know about this. But but yeah. once you start getting involved, you know, getting. Um, Oh, yeah. invested, uh, invested in it, and in, and in the characters and their yeah. and how they relate. Because and it's also what's yeah. also challenging is you know time frames, time timelines in the Star Wars universe can sometimes be confusing. Like they don't clearly state where something is. Yeah, you know, they you know I mean yeah we know that the Clone Wars for example took place. We know <laughs> that they yeah. take place between episodes two and three, and it's roughly a three or three or so years um, time gap. Yeah, but it doesn't really say. Maybe at the very beginning, I forget. But it, like, it's about what five years? It takes place about five um, years before. What What was that? Five years before A New Hope. Uh, I think the I closest think. they say is when uh, the in the episode Empire Day, they mention Ezra's age. I think he was fifteen, fifteen or sixteen. So it actually might and, be only two or three years. Yeah, they say it was. They say he was like fifteen or sixteen, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit younger, because um, he said I was born on Empire Day, which makes him the same age as Luke. Luke, he's yeah, he's the same age as Luke. He's born on Empire Day, and he says something about like fourteen or fifteen years ago. He was born fourteen or fifteen years ago on Empire Day. Right. So you kind of got a, a rough estimate of how old he is. So. It's something like five years to three years before A New Hope, right? Um, you know, then, obviously, obviously, it's it's in the Star Wars universe, in the Star Wars in canon universe, they don't have the same dating system that we do with the um, BBY and ABB, ABY, the before yeah. Yavin and after Yavin. Yeah. Um, so you know, we don't know like their their dating system, but. Um, but sure. yeah, it's about three or it's about three to five years before a new hope. Right. Okay. So, but anyway, the point I was making earlier was just that a lot of people don't know these characters. They don't know mm-hmm. the characters of Hera and Sabine. And all I can say is, um, you are, if you don't know them, you are at a disadvantage because they, they, they are two awesome, mm-hmm. you know, strong willed, um, re- rebellious type people, you know? Yeah. So, and they and they bring a lot of interesting um, elements 
to mm-hmm. the storytelling for this show and in just for the Star Wars universe in general. Yeah. So. Well, I, well, let's start with with Hera, uh, okay. the mom of the ghost. Yes, the mom She's, of the crew. Uh, uh, which I find is so in, uh, I find that so interesting. You know, we we joke about that, but if you watch the show, if you watch how uh, Hera and Kanan refer to the crew, the rest of the crew, they call them the kids. They mm-hmm. constantly refer to them as as the kid. What are the kids doing? Uh, you know. So they see themselves as the mother and father of these of these got of these kids. You know, and, we're driving the point home that this crew is really a family. Yeah, yeah. So, and right. I mean, if you look at, especially maybe not so much um, Zeb. Because I think Zeb is, you know, old, you know, older and you know yeah. closer to their age. But when you look at Hera and Ezra and Hera and Sabine, you know, they are kids, so true. they can look at them and say, like, yeah, these these are our kids, right? No, um, it's true. Yeah, and 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 Hera definitely took on that motherly role, but not a not you know motherly in in, in a sense that she was a nurturer, but. Mm-hmm. She's also a nurturer that can kick some butt and oh, yeah. you know, fly a ship and just, you know, she was very, very good at that. And I always <coughs> thought it was interesting. And if you've seen, you've seen all the Bad Batch episodes. Mm-hmm. So uh, if we're going to talk like, you know, first appearances in terms of the timeline, mm-hmm. since Bad Batch really is, is takes place earlier than Clone Wars. They yeah. put her in that film as a, or at, in that series as a child. Oh. <sighs> Not only as a child, but she's speaking with that accent that, that the other, the that yeah, her father and her mother, yeah, the uh, the twilight, the twilight, twilight accent. Oh, which is sort of like a French accent, I guess. Yeah, right? sort of like a French. Well, you see, even uh, earlier than that, you see her in the, in the Clone Wars. There's an episode oh, where yeah. they go to Ryloth, and if she's just a little, basically toddler, not even speaking in that one. Right, so um, so her, so her you, history yeah. bops all over the place with it with the animation. Yeah, obviously her main story though is, is with uh, rebels. Is yeah. with rebels, and uh, she yeah, the, the definitely has the you know that nurturing feeling. I thought I I love that there was a romance between mm-hmm. her and a former Jedi. Yeah, and, and it was it was what I like the fact that it was. One of those. I mean, so many times when you have these shows, you have the will they, won't they, you know. Eventually, it leads to oh, okay. In this case, gonna... they, they already did. Yeah, <laughs> or or sort of. They know, sort they, of they did, but there was it was unspoken. Like yeah, especially when you get into later seasons, there's that kind of like you you just want Kane to just say, just tell her, just yeah. tell her how you feel, just say, just go on, and it's not until the very end. That you right. real that he finally tells her how, um, but when we talk about Hera, I mean, and you mentioned already that that the episode in the Bad Batch where you see her on on Ryloth with her family, and but then later on, I mean, we have to talk about her relationship with her dad. Oh yeah, with very. Champ. Changed a bit, a little, yeah. Little, uh, little I mean, to, to the point of changing her accent, drop you know, purposely dropping her accent so she doesn't have any connect. Almost like she's like, I want no connect. You know, I'm breaking off connection with that side of my life. I'm doing this now. You know, it's very, very interesting and very telling about 
you know, how she feels about, about that. And, but still, that was a really good episode. And, you know, in the end, they kind of, um, made amends. Yeah. 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 But I loved how when they're getting, when she gets really mad at her father, you know, the, the accent, comes back, the accent know, comes back. She can't control it, it's back. Which, yeah. you know, and, and again, that whole thing, I mean, that whole story, and again, some of it's, like, I, I was hoping I could get some time to rewatch that, that scene, especially, or that episode, especially, but I just didn't get a chance to this week, mm-hmm. but I do remember it. And I do feel like, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting that the whole Ryloth, um, you know, idea, you know, like the whole, uh, the, the, or the, you know, or, or is it Ryloth? Is that where she's from? Yeah. Yeah. She's from Ryloth. Yeah. And, and with the whole Twi'lek people and the Twi'leks were always a very interesting people, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of remind me, I'm going to, I'm going to go off uh, to another franchise. They kind of remind me of the Orion slave girls from, mm. um, yeah. From in that, in that, Star Trek. you know, they, you know, at first glance, they just, they always appeared, you know, as I'm trying to think of Twi'leks here, they always appear to be dancers and they always appear mm. to be, when we first see them, they seem to be kind of always in sensual type roles. And then with Hera, we really got to see, well, you know, in, at least in terms of females, with Hera, we got to see someone who did not go on, you know, totally oh, went yeah. against type. And, yeah. or at least the type that we had used to seeing up until that point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, except for maybe the, um, you know the the ones that we saw in the clone during the Clone Wars during the the attack yeah. on Roloff and stuff, but uh, you know she really broke that mold and just took this character to a whole other direction, mm. and and I'm happy to see that happen because um, yeah she really did, but she could still be sensual or she could still be you know romantic when it when when the situation yeah. called for it with Kanan. Yeah. So you know it's not like you have to give up femininity or you have to give up the romantic side of things. You can mm. be both. So I I, um, I applauded that move with the character. We have to we have to give a, a shout out to Vanessa Marshall. Yeah. Not only um, did an amazing job with her voice throughout the series, different series, but also uh, she was uh, she's an, an avid Star Wars fan and very active on on social media, very active in, in conventions, and you know just just does an amazing job. Yeah, um, and I've said that before. That's always always good when the person either doing you know doing the character or either as you know a live action or even a voice actor knows these characters and knows this history and is a fan of mm-hmm. what they're doing you know and I you could say the same thing about uh Freddie Prince Freddie, Freddie Prince Jr. Jr. right as Kanan you know I well, mean amazing I know- job I mean, I know that I don't know if they did it as much with the with the rebels, but I think they did. I mean, Dave Filoni, when he records the voice over voices, he likes to have them all in the room, mm-hmm. you know, whenever possible. Sometimes it's not possible, but but when he can, he likes to have them all in the room. Whereas most animation uh, setups, you know, they just record every voice individually and just edit it all together. Yeah. Um, but in his case, he likes, you know, he just feels like he's getting a better performance, and he is. Why wouldn't he? You know, yeah. why wouldn't these actors, who many of them are stage actors and screen actors too? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they uh, do better, you know, just responding to each other in the room, you know, when they can look at them and actually act as opposed to just reading lines. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that, but, uh, so Hera has, you know, in, in the, in the history of star Wars has kind of stayed in the background, you know, whenever they do these, these um, prequel 
type characters that they introduce that we haven't seen before, mm-hmm. you know, the question always comes up like, well, did they, I, you know, as realistic as human beings, we understand that these characters were created after the original trilogy was, right. well, you know, in the can and released right. and done. But from a story standpoint and a canon standpoint, you know, the question always comes up, well, you know, so Hera is this pretty big character. It looks like she founded the rebel, part of the people that founded the rebel Alliance. I mean, we were witnessing the foundation of the rebel Alliance at mm-hmm. first. She was just, uh, what's the planet that Ezra was on? Um, um, yeah. Loth. Lothal. 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 Loth wolf. Loth cat. Loth wolf. Yeah. So, um, so he was, you know, the first season took almost entirely on Lothal. And it took place there. And then it, you know, you start to start, you start to see, you know, the formings of the Rebel Alliance and all these cells kind of get together. And we start to see people like Morgana. We start to see Princess Leia, but a younger Princess Leia. So then you start to wonder, you know, did this character survive? Is this character Mm -hmm. going to, and then we later find out that not only did she survive, but she helped with the fight um, against the empire during return of the Jedi, speaking of which, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and uh, it, you know, that she was at, she was present on Yavin during the rogue one, uh, you know, mission. Mm-hmm. And could they even call that her name? Chopper was present. Yeah. Chopper yeah. was there, you know? Yeah. Pretty, pretty well, cool I mean, stuff. and you can make, you could also, you know, you can make the, the, not necessarily the excuse. You can say like, well, you know, when you see the movies, you're only saying, one snippet of right. one aspect of the entire Star Wars galaxy and the entire rebellion. Right. So just because they don't say a character's name doesn't mean that that character wasn't involved somewhere else or that, you know, that they weren't, you know, on another mission somewhere. So, you know, there's, you know, there's always that just because you don't see, you know, you don't hear their name or see them mentioned doesn't mean anything. It just means like, you know, right. You know, I'm sure like to, again, to cross, cross streams with galaxies, you know, in the Star Trek universe, I'm sure not everyone was going around mentioning Captain Kirk every 12 seconds. Right. On Starfleet command. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but again, this the, you know, the, I, I'm happy that they made it into this character that was that became a eventually became a pretty higher up, uh, yeah. commanding kind of presence in the Rebel Alliance, and uh, I hope that we see, haven't seen the last of her. I, hope I do that, too. I do too. Well, I let's hope th- that we can see her in you know yeah. any number of upcoming projects, and um, you know we'll see what happens. But. Yeah. Well, let's talk about a little bit about her. Her her arc, we've talked a little bit about it, but um, you know, her we talked a little bit about let's talk about her relationship with Kanan. And that kind of you know, it's the classic, you know they're in love, you know they've probably already had some fun, you know, messed around already. Uh just this the the first little interaction you get from them where it seems very more than just like Oh, we're just good friends, or we're just you know crewmates. You know, they're calling each other "hun." They're calling each other. Yeah, they're they're doing pet these names. little pet names yeah. for each other. You're just kind of right. like, mm. there's something there. There's something um, there. And 
And and you know that's and we don't really get you know smacked over the head with it. It's just, no. it's just a little present. It's just enough for us to know that they have a history. Yeah. And and then, but of course, you know, as things are moving along, there's also other things moving along. There's the training of Ezra that you know there's there's Kanan having to you know wrestle with. Although I don't know how much this is actually brought up in the in the show, but you know to wrestle with his original Jedi code. Um, yeah, and how to how to weigh that against the feelings he has for Hera and yeah. the, the entire you know rebel fight. Well, and then you have you probably have Hera also you know saying you know I have to put this to the side because um, I have to think about the greater good, right? You know, right. and yeah, yeah. So uh, and then you know moving on a little bit further as we get to the end of the rebel series you uh you focus on um unfortunately the tragedy of kanan's um demise his meeting his fate his death and uh hera has to cope with that has to cope with that loss um and 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 not only hera but the whole the whole ghost crew and it's a challenge it's an extreme challenge for them and it's not something you see in children's animation too often more yeah. more these days than it used to be, but yeah, um, still. So it deal. It was a, it's a very real issue. But then uh, we move along, and uh, he, you know, she's she has her duty, and she follows it, and you know, mission after mission. And again, it it kind of, you know, the ending. I guess I, I would say the very end of the series, Rebels, kind of dealt more with Ezra, and yeah, and, and his. Uh, you know, disappearance with uh, mm-hmm. with all the space whales and uh, Grand Admiral <laughs> Thrawn. So you know that led them. That led uh, Hera. Space to, whales for the win. Yes, and that led Hera to kind of go. You know, to uh, you know, just to continue her duties with the Rebel Alliance. Yeah. And that's kind of we. That's why we kind of hear that in the epilogue. Yeah. Yeah. But and and as of now, that's all we've got of Hera. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there've been books and comics with mm-hmm. some mentions of her which i have not read but yeah um still a great character i yeah, hope a great character you know the, I, uh, and I, it was in, you know to see her interaction with like the, the rest of the crew which we'll really get into that when we talk about sabine because i think you can't yeah. talk about sabine without talking about their relationship and kind of them initially butting heads at a few instances but then you know coming together but uh her being kind of the 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 mother figure to um to ezra Mm -hmm. um and kind of kind of the almost the ying to um i almost said caleb which is his real name caleb doom uh yes to uh kanan you know and they're kind of you know mother father dynamic you have going on there with with trying to basically raise Ezra um and you see that especially in the first season and a little bit in the second season but by the third season you know you have her i think you see her taking more of a back seat you know as yes. far as the the mother you know she she becomes more the the general and the lily in that aspect and less, especially when it comes to Ezra, less of the the mother figure to her because she sees Ezra as like, okay, he's grown up now. Yeah, he's, and 
And that almost isn't a, that's almost a flaw to a point because at one point he starts to break away not only from Ezra but also or not only from Hera but also from Kanan. And mm-hmm. that's when he starts when he runs into Darth Maul yeah. and starts to get uh a little bit um you know uh involved with him. So Yeah. Yeah. But he also get you know, so that's that's uh you know, that's definitely uh, you know, an, an evolution of the character. And yeah, kind of moving to the background for some degree, you know, to, just because she could do, so she could do more missions. And what, and was I, were you, was I the only one that when you first saw the X-Wing show up in, in Rebels and Hera's flying an X-Wing, just get like a little... X-Wing or was it a Y-Wing? She flew everything. She okay. flew, but okay. in the last season, you see, so, her, she, you see her in an X-Wing. And you yeah. see, like the whole yes. fleet comes out of out of hyperspace, and you see them. I'm just like, <gasps> oh. well, I like I like that. I like the introduction of the Y wings. I did. Too. Of... That was cool. And the, uh, if have we're... you seen the uh, last word on Herrick? I want to get on to the next one. Yeah. Have you seen the Forces of Destiny episode with Hera on Endor with Han Solo and Leia? Yes. Yeah. I love that. They were having they were having like a basically a pissing contest to see which ship was better the ghost or the millennium falcon, falcon? Oh. And, and, and i think what it ended up having like she was going to help them with something but han solo had to say it yep say it say it say it all right the ghost is better than a millennium <laughs> whatever it was <laughs> and, and i thought oh my god that's that's so uh, classic well i mean so yeah, one one last thing another thing before we move on oh, yeah, to yeah. sabine is you know her skills as a pilot Mm-hmm. I mean, you see that, especially the episode where they they um, they test out the B wing, mm-hmm. and they show you know just how difficult of a craft this is to fly, and they think, oh, there's no way you could do it, and then she's able to fly circles around everyone in the B wing and this massive yep. ship. But that's another thing is, like you see that you get to see just how powerful the B wing is and just how massive it is as a ship. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah anyway. Moving on to Sabine Wren. All right, the artist is what I call the artist, the artist yes. of Star Wars, and 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 considering how much art is actually uh, used to make Star Wars, how many artists, mm-hmm. how many artisans are hired and do their do their craft to make the the amazing Star Wars films and animation and everything else. It's about freaking time that we have an artist that um, that that is uh, there, but but not just an artist, you know, an explosive expert and a you know kind of a punk rock style kind of person who you know every season she has a different hair color, you know, and just uh, uh, just an awesome awesome character. Now if if um, if um, Hera is considered the mother of this crew then i would call sabine kind of like the older sister you know the yes definitely know, and now which i think is hysterical because early in the early in the in the uh show you know that ezra oh was was like totally like gaga over sabine. i don't know if that ever really truly went away for for well, him I, I think that think was always there. Yeah, but, but I think, I think that, by uh, at some point he realizes, like, yeah, it's never going to happen. I mean, I don't think it happened with Sabine with anybody, right? They really did not have any. No, which, no, they. I will say this: having you know, I, well, I have a daughter 
who is uh, who's, who's 26 now, and I've mentioned on the show, she works as an artist outside in, in, and within the Disney parks, um, you know, like a caricature artist and name works artist, that kind of thing. And, you know, art is her life. That's what she chose to do, and, and she's doing it. And I always, when I saw Sabine, and Sabine kind of came out just as she went to college, which was her first year of college as an artist. And I said to, I said to my daughter, I said, you've got to see this character. This is like you, you know. Mm. And although I will say my daughter did not, never wanted to do anything like with coloring her hair or tattooing or anything of that nature. Yeah. She just doesn't do that. She's her hair. She likes her hair very short, though, like Sabine. So um, it, she so she cosplayed at her for one thing and, and stuff. And it was a lot of fun. But, I mean, we just in our family, we very much relate to the character of Sabine in the sense of just being this kind of quirky uh, character that is, you know, sees beauty in the most unusual things and sees detail Mm -hmm. in the most, you know, beauty in these details, like the the beautiful colors of the explosions that she makes when she blows stuff up. (laughs) You know, I mean, I just, you you just got to love it. And it's just a like, what a likable terrorist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, Oh, wow. I mean, she just, she really just is. And now, anyway, so yeah, we are extremely big fans of Sabine Wren. Mm-hmm. Now, in relation to Kylo Wren, different spelling. No. But um, yeah, now her story uh, pretty much begins uh, with, and it pretty much begins and ends with Rebels. I think there was again another Forces yeah. of Destiny story we saw with her. But guess, um, yeah, but by pr- primarily, it's it's. Uh, it's essentially um, a rebels-based yeah. story. She yeah. started off kind of just being like, again, just like a plucky, interesting character that yeah. uh, I, some people didn't like. I know there were some 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 podcasts and some things I saw that they complained about her that that she was just there to, for filler. They didn't she didn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. I disagree with that. I think that she served a purpose. She served a role with the crew, and and then they gave her some storyline that I thought oh. was. Uh, Oh, the, the, her her uh, I mean, her Mandalorian storyline with the dark yeah. saber that was just the cre- you know uh, we have a dark saber now that people are going crazy over. Yeah, you know that's going to be you know like you know probably going to continue on in some degree to some degree, and it all started with Sabine. So yeah, well even well it started before then it started with the the Clone Wars. Right. True. That's right. Um, Sabine ended but, up with it. You're right. Yeah. After Darth Maul ended up with it first. Yeah. It got passed uh, around a lot. It did. It did, you know. Yeah. And then somehow it ended up in Moff Gideon's hand. And I hope we hear that story at some point. Yes. Yes. Which I'm hoping we get Sabine in the next season of Mandalorian. That very would nice. be that would be very cool. Um, but I mentioned already, you know, her her relationship with Hera. And right. you see early on that it's not always. It's it, like it's uh, a little. Con- it can be a little contentious sometimes. I um, think it's, it's still a parent-child relationship, but parent-older child. Yeah, where I, I'm you haven't experienced that, yet, my friend, but I can yeah, tell you <laughs> the the episode I'm talking about is the one where they have to pick up, uh, they have to pick up something from the planet, right? And because their contact. Has told them that this there's going to be the there's going to be these things here, and she's wanting to know who the, this contact is. Who is this mysterious? That fulcrum. 
who is this? Yes, who is this mysterious fulcrum? Right. And Hera is basically saying it's need to know. It's right. on a need to know basis. And then that becomes now the question of trust comes up. Yes, the question of trust. Right. Don't you trust me? Which I mean, anybody who has I'm sure you've you've dealt with this having older kids. Don't you trust me, Dad? Don't you trust me? Don't you trust like yes, we do trust you. Actually, I will just to divulge a little bit of uh, family history in my house. Yeah. Uh, my life and our life with our daughter has a lot of times been reverse role reversal. Yeah. Like she never she was never a drinker, she's never a partier, she never went, she never did that kind of thing. She had some friends, she had fun with them, doing her own thing with them, but they just never did any of that stuff. They just never did. Yeah. Instead, uh, we, my wife and I would go out, not to party or anything, but we'd go like to a wedding or we'd go to an event and she'd be texting us like, when are you coming home? <laughs> <laughs> like, why? where are you? What's going on? And, and I'm like, all right, we're coming. Don't worry. <laughs> and so, and we come uh, in. Do you have any idea how late it is? <laughs> you're sneaking. Are you trying to sneak in the house? You're yeah, like, right. Yeah, it's, it's very much role reversal in our house. It was role reversal in our house. It was fun. Your daughter's sitting there at the table. Yeah. You know, tapping her fingers on the table. You know, like, yeah. So, uh, I know, but I can see definitely uh, yeah. that, that kind yeah. of, you know, maybe that independence that breaking away and yeah that that feeling of of lack of trust and it's another thing of you know with the independent spirit and her wanting to you know break away i mean that just shows the influence play that hera had in in her of yep yep you know seeing this strong strong independent woman and then she wants to be oh i want to be like that And it doesn't help the fact that she had Mandalorian blood running through her either. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yes. So you have that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know, you know, we, yeah, I mean, we see her just kind of grow and, you know, initially be like a lot of the crew, like, like a lot of the other members of the crew, maybe not so much Hera or Kanan, but with like, with Zeb, you know, not quite sure what to make of Ezra. Right. You know, they're both were a little standoffish. Um, but eventually warming up to them and she could be a little prankster too. Uh, oh, there's yeah. a few times where she was more than happy to stir the pot with her, with uh, Ezra and Zeb yeah. and get them going at them each going. other. I like the, I loved her style, and I know it really is not her style. It's really another one of the artists um, from, uh, you know, from well, from Disney or Lucasfilm Animation. But uh, the way her art was, like when they, when she actually, like she would do, she would draw. On the one hand, she was kind of like a tag artist, where she would draw yeah. kind of stenciling and tags that you would see like graffiti all yeah. over the place on all the imperial stuff. But then other times she would draw, like cartoons almost which is another reason why you know that's kind of the style of art that my daughter does so you know we really connected in that sense but um yeah so it was fun to see her kind of uh you know be goofy and silly she 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 was kind of transitioning if you if you if you think about yeah. it she was kind of still a kid way like Ezra and and even though Zeb isn't a kid he kind of acts like a kid he's like a big kid yeah you know but so so they kind of the three of them kind of he's the crazy uncle Right, <laughs> he's the the crazy uncle that you don't want to leave alone with the kids. Yeah. But um, he she was like a surrogate child though, because there is a story storyline when you talk about Mandalore 
there's a storyline with her actual parents, right? Parents, her yeah. Mom. So that well, both her mom and her dad. Yeah, that's are, right. Her dad are, yeah. Too. yeah. So there's a whole other, you know, dynamic there, and you mm-hmm. start to really see us, you know, an interesting story unfold. Uh, was it her? Was it was it her that now? Correct. You know, I just gotta. I'm having imaging imagery here. I'm trying to remember. Was she originally an Imperial pilot? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. I know she infiltrated it. Yes. She but was right because that was that was the whole issue in the episode where she needs to know where she's asking about Fulcrum. Is she said, I used to be when I was at the academy, yes, I was told basically shut up and do what you're told and don't ask questions, right? Like, I try to get away from that. So that was part of her thing. It wasn't just you know, necessarily just I'm a rebellious kid who needs you know, has trust. She had, there's a reason why she has trust issues. It's exactly. because she was a former Imperial pilot. Right. You know, and, and I, and I get that, you know, it's, it's, and it's a, yeah. uh, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a great story and it's a great, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, element. And I love the, it, it was an infiltration, right? Where she goes in and like kind of gets wedge. That's yeah. Wedge. They're, they're, I think they're going for, it's the Y. It's the the, the Y wing. I think it's the one where they get the, try to get the Y wings from the Empire, though, because isn't Wedge a wasn't Wedge a, an Imperial? Yeah, he was. I know he def- defected, obviously, but I don't remember what they were there for. It was just oh, it cool. was it, yeah, it was it was a defection. They went to get a defector, and they found out that Wedge was the defector, right? That was trying so, to defect. Yeah, well, that was a cool, um, you know, and and, and yeah, they, and they used. Uh, um, Sabine is like like the point person for that, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, you know, she she and then I liked I at the end of the she was the one who at the very end it was kind of interesting when the whole series ended. She performed the epilogue, you know, mm-hmm. and she explained you know kind of where everybody ended up, and it, you know how well we we see the return of Ahsoka and she and Ahsoka kind of go cool. on a mission looking for Ezra. Ezra. And she that she's the one who explains about how Hera and Rex fought an Endor, and uh, it was it was just really really cool. Yeah, so that was really. I yeah, thought it was yeah. Well, a good way to end the character's arc for that for that moment. Mm-hmm. Again, I hope we haven't seen the last of her. And again, I want to point point out the awesome vocal talents of Tia Sakar for mm-hmm. um, doing that, and I'm happy to see. I think Tia Sakar is getting some in front of the camera work. I started to see her on some, I think, Hallmark movies or, up, you know, like those kind of holiday movies, yeah. and things of that nature. And I, I'm happy to see that she's getting, um, oh, yeah. getting some, some of that because I, I just, yeah, I thought that she, she did a great job with it. I thought she did a great job with the character and a lot of fun. So definitely, definitely. Well, I mean, those were two really uh, great. It was also great to see. I mean. Seeing her pick up that dark saber for the first yeah. time and just her that training the training montage with her and and Kanan, uh, yes, that was so cool. Where that. you know she you realize that because she's not a Jedi, she has to use other skills when it comes to wielding the dark saber. You know she can't yep. rely on the Force to no, uh, and that's a. That's a great story. That's a great like what if kind of story. Yeah. 
How do you how do you yeah. handle that? And how do you handle that that kind of a situation? You're training somebody, and the fact know. that she turned, you know, she laid, you know, she laid that, you know, she had she had every right. Once she picked up that dark saber and she wielded it, she had every right to claim the throne of Mandalore. Absolutely. She could have easily have said, "Hey, I got this. I got this," and nobody. I mean, even. <sighs> You know, even even the other Mandalorians were willing to follow her. Oh right! Heck, no, even absolutely. even uh, uh, not Satine. Um, Okatan. Yeah, was ready to follow her mm-hmm. willingly, but yep. she turned it down and said, "No, I'm not the one to to lead. It's Bo is the one who needs is right. needs." To, which brings up a, a good question of because we see in the Mandalorian they mention the fact that. Well, no, you oh, you can only get the dark saber in combat. Yeah, which, I, I was. Which little... that's a that's a plot hole. Them hoping they they. I mean, the only thing I could say is that I was thinking about it, and the only thing I could say with that is that when it comes to the, that there there's a different situation there. Mm-hmm. Um, I maybe because, uh, um. The way Sabine got the saber to begin with mm-hmm. was not quite the same way as the way she didn't get it in combat, right? And and the Mandalorian did. Yeah. How did she get it in combat? How did she get she it? She stole it. Right. Right. They, so think, re- they remember they went to Dathomir. Right. Yes. Uh, yes and sure they that. snuck into Maul's little right so, cave thing and then stole it that way. I mean, you know, let's face it, folks. This is not, uh, we're not seeing, uh, you know, they're all about creed and religion and ritual. Yeah. Okay, the Mandalorians. And so, therefore, if this is not being fo- followed in the right way, yeah, maybe if Sabine hadn't given it up, somebody might have wanted to claim it or fight her for it or whatever. But she didn't claim it mm. the right way. But the Mandalorian yeah. did. And therefore, the only way for him to, uh, you know, for for Bo-Katan to take it is for Bo-Katan to fight him, unless someone else beats him. You know, I guess he he still had it right when he left. Who the well, actually, he didn't leave. The Mandalorian, he still had the saber. Yeah, yeah, he's he still, still had in it. his possession at the yes, it was still in his possession. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Maybe Sabine's gonna have to be the one to come in and uh, fix this. Fix the maybe issue. we'll see. Maybe. All right. Well, this has been a fun little discussion I think yes. we've had here. Yeah. Um, and I think next week we continue our look at the women of Star Wars with what I like to call the reluctant rebel. The reluctant rebel. Rogue One's Jin or so. Oh, Jin, of course. The reluctant okay. rebel. All right. We'll go with so Jin. So we'll be talking. Actually, can we do a twofer? Can we do another twofer? Uh, Sure. Because I feel like we're, you know, these characters, you know, because they've only been in one movie. Why don't we do um, Jin and uh, Kira? Okay. All right. All right. We'll talk Jin and Kira from okay. uh, both uh, Rogue One and Solo. Rebel. Star Wars Solo. 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 Short. Yeah. Very different just, characters. Yeah, different characters, and really with, you know, not you know, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but with Kira, really the first real female villain i guess you could almost call her 
in the end, we kind of see her as being not quite the good, good guy, good you know, hero that we thought she was. Okay, well, save the conversation for okay. next week. Okay, that, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. I like where you're going with that, and I have, I have things I want to say too, but I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right, good. I like it. All yeah. right. Well, Will, why don't you let the fan people out there know where they can find you at? Okay, well, I am uh, currently running my channel on YouTube. It's Darth Tuba Star Wars Unboxing Show. And you just type in Darth Tuba and or Star Wars and Darth Tuba and you'll probably come, it comes right up. Always looking for new subscribers and people to comment and, and, and be interactive on the channel. Uh, you can, actually, we're just about ready to uh, drop um, my uh, I'm getting ready to drop my 500th episode, Ooh. so I'm I'm excited about that. Um, I don't think it's going to be anything special. It just happens to be the 500th one I've dropped. Yeah, but uh, perhaps we will uh, celebrate, you know, near near that time at some point. Uh, my my day job prohibits me from doing too many things, so I keep I kind of film my stuff in advance and and then drop it um, on Sundays and Wednesdays. But um, you can also reach me at uh, Instagram and. Twitter at Darth Tuba, as well as Darth, check out Darth Tuba Star Wars Unboxing page on Facebook, or email me DarthTuba77 at gmail.com. Awesome. Awesome. As for us here, you can, of course, email us by emailing WarTheStars1 at gmail.com. That is one of the best ways to get a hold of us. Also, Twitter. You can get a hold of us on Twitter at WarOfTheStars1. Um, we do a lot of fun stuff there, and so just keep an eye out for all the conversations that we have there. Uh, before, of course, before we go any further, I have to say that uh, War of the Stars is, of course, part of the Red 5 Network. Go to red5network.com for more information on all of the shows on the Red 5 Network. If you want to support the show, you can do so through our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash War of the Stars. Or, as always, you can buy the cool little uh, our cool shirts that we have and other paraphernalia at spreadshirt.com shop War of the Stars. Also, be on the lookout for more episodes of Outside the Galaxy where we talk about things and topics. Outside of Star Wars, we ju uh, I just dropped my first episode the other day um, where I talked about the idea of – what did I talk about? I can't remember what I talked about. <laughs> I was not present. I don't know. I know. Uh, I talked about uh, is it possible to critique something without being negative? Hmm. Um, and the kind of rise of negativity in fandom, not just in Star Wars, but throughout fandom. Um, and we got a, a me and uh, I know me and Will here have talked about wanting to do one here uh, in the near future mm -hmm. that we're planning. That should be uh, a good, interesting one too. But be on the lookout for that. That is on our. You can find it on Anchor, but it is under. A, uh, how would you describe it? Like a, like an, uh, other. It's a, it's a subscription. Like a subscription. Basically. Yeah, subscription. Right. You subscribe to that one. Yeah, for the, you have for to subscribe. You, those are when you have to subscribe to. Um, but of course, all of War of the Stars will always be 100% free. Um, 
So that will never change. This is just a little extra thing that we're trying out, see how it works out, see how you guys like it. And that is about it. I can't think of anything else. Can you think of anything else? I well, we covered it all. All right. All, all right. right. Until that, until then, remember this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is your Star Wars. Or our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. Till the spires, everyone. <laughs>